This is AutoLine Daily, a show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Tesla reported its financial numbers for last year, and on the surface, the numbers look really good. It delivered 1.8 million cars to customers. Total revenues came to $96.7 billion, up 19%. And its net profit came up $3 shy of $15 billion, which is up 19%. But there's an asterisk that goes along with that profit number. The company was able to book a massive one-time tax benefit called a release of valuation allowance that put over $5.7 billion on the bottom line for the fourth quarter. Take that one-time tax benefit out, and profits were actually down 26%. And things really slowed down for Tesla in the fourth quarter. Deliveries were up 20%, but automotive revenue was only up 1%, and operating income plummeted 47% compared to a year earlier. Elon Musk told analysts that Tesla's growth would slow even more this year, and investors were clearly spooked by that news. Tesla shares fell 8.6% in after-hours trading. Here's our Autoline Insight. Tesla is still growing and solidly profitable, but it's not growing anywhere near its previous rates. So it needs a new strategy to get back to the growth that supports its massive stock valuation. One thing's clear, though. Cost-cutting is not going to do it because you can't cost-cut your way to prosperity. Polestar, Geely and Volvo's premium EV brand, is feeling the effects of the slowdown in EV demand. It's not hitting its sales target, and its stock is slumping. That's why Bernstein says Polestar should be rolled back into the group and made private because it's, quote, on a road to nowhere. Polestar, which listed in 2022, has seen its stock fall 82% in the last year. It closed at $2.10 a share yesterday on the NASDAQ. The company delivered 54,600 vehicles last year, which was actually up 6%. But it was below its target of selling 60 to 70,000 vehicles, and that was even a downgrade from an original target of 80,000 deliveries in 2023. The fourth quarter of last year was especially bad, with deliveries dropping nearly 40%. If the rotary engine ever goes away, it won't be for lack of trying on Mazda's part. The automaker teased with talk of a new rotary for years, and it finally started selling a rotary range extender in the electric MX-30 in Japan and Europe last year, and sold 2,700 in a little over a month. But even though it has this current model on sale, Mazda doesn't have a standalone team working on rotary engines, which was disbanded in 2018. However, that's about to change. It created a new R&D team of about 30 people that start on February 1st working to develop rotaries that support its electrification efforts. It sounds like the main effort is to clean up the carbon emissions of the engine, which could also include rotaries, that run on hydrogen. Porsche revealed the all-new, all-electric Macan. It will initially be offered in two versions, the Macan 4 and the Macan Turbo. 
Both are all-wheel drive and offer a battery pack with 95 kilowatt hours of usable space, which provides up to 613 kilometers or about 380 miles of range on the WLTP test cycle. The Macan 4 generates up to 300 kilowatts or 402 horsepower and will do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 5.2 seconds. The Macan Turbo has up to 470 kilowatts or 630 horsepower and will do 0 to 100 in 3.3 seconds. Porsche says the Macan can tow up to 2,000 kilograms or just over 4,400 pounds and it will also offer rear wheel steering for the first time. Thanks to its new 800-volt electronic architecture, the Macan can charge at up to 270 kilowatts, which will take the battery from 10 to 80% in as little as 21 minutes. Those are the main highlights, but we'll provide a link if you'd like to dig into more of the details. Customers can expect deliveries to start in the second half of this year. Stellantis just made a purchase that will help it accelerate its in-vehicle software development. It bought the technology and IP of AI company CloudMade, and 44 engineers and software developers will also be joining the company from CloudMade. Its technology collects and analyzes data to provide personalized and predictive features to customers. But don't just think of junk you don't want. It will enable a Stellantis-specific personal assistant that can also provide maintenance and diagnostic info, adapt to individual seat and temperature settings, offer more advanced navigation, as well as pre-trip planning, and even more. Stellantis will use the technology to develop its smart cockpit for future vehicles. And sticking with Stellantis for just a quick second, for the first time ever, Jeep customers will be able to buy a two-door Wrangler with 35s from the factory. It was first offered on the four-door in 2021. The tire package includes 17-inch beadlock wheels wrapped in BF Goodrich all-terrain tires, a 4.56 to 1 axle ratio, and a 1.5-inch suspension lift. Price comes in just under $4,500. You know, just about every single battery maker launching a new battery plant goes through production hell. Tal Scholklopper, the CEO of Voltaic, a company that does battery diagnosis, says getting battery production to scale is as difficult as getting there with microprocessors. In fact, he says, battery makers should study how microprocessor manufacturers went through production hell 30 years ago and learn how they solved it. He says a big problem is that most companies don't budget enough money to get through that production hell, even though they all go through it. Battery plants only get a 10% yield at launch, but they need a 90% yield to be profitable, and it typically takes four years and billions of dollars to get there. But after that, even a few percentage points of improvement yields hundreds of millions more in profits. Scholklopper also predicts that lithium-ion will be the dominant EV chemistry for a long time. It's hit a scale that will not be topped for years to come, and lithium-ion batteries just keep improving. And one example of how they keep getting better is an announcement from Ichion National University in South Korea that improves the safety of separators in a battery. The separators keep the cathode and anode from touching so they don't short out, but they can melt at high temperatures. 
So researchers figured out a way to coat the separators with silicon dioxide to prevent that from happening. Before this development, researchers were working on ways to cover the separators with a ceramic coating, but that made the separator thicker and reduced the battery's performance. So they developed a way to graft a uniform layer of silicon dioxide and other unnamed functional molecules onto a film of polypropylene. And it's improvements like these that are going to make EV batteries even better all the time. Earlier this week, the U.S. Postal Service kicked off its EV transition by opening its first charging station at a sorting and delivery center in Georgia, and it revealed new Ford e-transit delivery vans. Now it's adding even more EVs to its fleet and announced it will purchase six delivery vehicles from EV startup Canoe. The fully electric models will be handed over to the post office in the first quarter of this year. General Motors is bolstering its operations in Brazil and is investing $1.4 billion to upgrade its plans to build a new generation of ICE vehicles. GM also plans to import other models, including EVs from North America, to Brazil. The automaker says Brazil is a critical market and sees great opportunities in the future for not only its vehicles, but also other businesses like OnStar. Next year, GM will celebrate 100 years of operating in Brazil. Last week, Honda announced it's going to start building fuel cell versions of the CRV, and those fuel cells will be manufactured by GM. So are fuel cells really going to catch on, or will they always just be right around the corner? We've got Charlie Fries, the head of all fuel cell development at GM, coming on Autoline After Hours this afternoon. And we'll get to the bottom of whether or not the auto industry is going to play a significant role in a hydrogen future. So join John and Gary and their colleague Lindsey Brook when the action gets going at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But that brings us to the end of this show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Tajan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. With Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility.